What's going on, Button Mashers? I'm Mr. Gamer. And I'm Kitty Duvall. And welcome to SBR Reports episode 66, Mr. Gamer and the Curious Case of Crunch Culture. So you guys can know what we're going to be talking about today. But but we aren't we're not going to do that to them right off at the beginning because we love them. We want them to come back to, later. We need to lead <laughs> off in prayer. Oh, why did you? Oh, no, no, no. So, no, on no. Kotaku, I found okay. the fun little... Uh, Miss Duvall, huh? really, we're going to talk about that, right? Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, I mean, this so, episode is going to need a prayer. Okay, Mr. Gamer's mom, if you are listening, I am so sorry, but I did not wish this into existence. Oh, dear. Your mom's going to beat you is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Is that why you want me to talk about it? Go ahead. Alrighty then. So on Kotaku, I have found a fun little article called Pokemon Go Clone Has You Collecting Catholic Saints. That's right, folks. The Vatican has commissioned a mobile game called Follow JC Go, an AR title which is almost identical to Pokemon Go. Oh. Almost being like, you know, the Go part. But you're collecting saints and quote-unquote blessed characters from the bible like you know um the other mary or um john the baptist or is he a saint saint john the yeah saint saint john baptist yeah see was, i don't uh, pay attention wow as you I can went tell to, ooh man i went I, I went to catholic school too yeah i just went to baptist uh, <laughs> sunday school so you're the one who's going to be in trouble thanks so it works exactly exactly like how nantix nintendo's pokemon go works you go into the streets you look at things you can capture only instead of monsters you need to answer some questions from saints and the other holy folk you know this <gasps> Wait, this is reminded me of when you first met my great grandma. Oh no, no. Okay, no, so no, no. Okay. Kitty Duvall's great grandmother, mm-hmm. as in my grandmother's mother. Oh my goodness. Had asked Mr. Gamer questions about the Bible. Okay, and let me also let me also <laughs> add a little something into there. What I needed was not Google. I needed the whole Bible, King James Version, I believe, on my phone. Mm-hmm. Because that was how detailed she was getting and I was not prepared See, for this. My great grandmother's one of those people who you have to read between the lines when it comes to the Bible. And I think there's actually something in there. I think it's Corinthians. I yeah, don't remember. I, don't, I have no but idea. My favorite question she asked was where do the clouds come from? <laughs> and I'm like, what? How? And Mr. Gamer's like, what? Water? What? Because <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, scientifically speaking, but I'm like, nope, and wrong she answer. said, the clouds are the dust off of God's feet. Because I remember now it is in Corinthians, God uses the earth as a footstool. I you would lose at this game is what I'm saying. I would I'm why would I eat it it's a game I know that I'm going to lose. But can, but can we not talk about how much I don't know about the Bible and go back to this So wonderful definitely not Pokemon so Go game. This game is also going to uh count uh be a hybrid of one of those hydrations and nutrition apps that people use it seems. Now, um, it takes a note of your prayer count. I don't know what that is, but well, I guess just like with the Samsung Health thing, you can put in how much coffee you've had or how much water you've had. So with this, I guess you would be putting how many 
prayers of our father you've had. Oh my goodness, we are. Um, don't get, I don't hope we don't and get it down. will have transactions, but they will come in the form of donations to charity. Because I mean, this is the Vatican, so it's going to be donated to the Vatican. And as of this recording, it is only available in Spanish, but it will be released in other languages soon to come on both the Google Play and uh, iPhone App Store. Now, I have several <laughs> questions. First, so am I actually? Am I? Am I capturing them? Are they joining my team? If they're joining my team, am I going to be fighting against other people? Like, who knows about the Bible? Bible battle! Like, what? Like, what? What? What is this? Not to mention, and mind you, to some, I realize this may not be funny, but it's a serious question. Do saints evolve? Get out! Get out. I mean, it's a Get qu- out. It's a question. No, it's not. It is. You know what you're doing. I'm just simply asking a question. And here's the other thing too. So, are are there are there types of saints? Um, well, yes, actually, if you paid attention in your school classes. Oops. <laughs> like uh, yes, actually. And there are different ways you can become a saint. Your your sainthood and everything. I learned a lot because I I mean I was a bored child, and my mom made me read books. What can I say? What can I say? So if we have anyone who happens to be bilingual and really um really deeply religious, please purchase this game. Oh come on now. If you're bilingual and just want to see this for the glory of what it is. I mean, it, and also if it, it, you know, donations, like, I, I don't believe that this game, first of all, is going to last very long considering the fact that it's basically a Pokemon Go clone. But what I will say, though, is from what we've seen, it doesn't seem terribly malicious. I will not read the comments section of this article because I know that will send me to heck. Oh, man. I wonder if you can catch Job. I'm not. I'm gonna. Anyway, um, ooh, hmm. There was so. Ooh, there was one thing. No. There was one thing I wanted no, to say. There was no. one thing I wanted to say. Can I just say it? Fine. And it's it's. I'm sorry, but it was a comment on there, and I'm just gonna say it, and then we're gonna move on. Okay. Is Saint Jonah fire type? Get out. You're fired. Wait, what? You're. you're I'm fired. Mr. Gamer. You don't fire me. I'm Mr. Gamer. You don't fire me. I fire you. Yeah, well, you can't because I'm well, your PR. Obviously. But at least I'm not the Battlefield 5 developer that got banned from playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Which, when I read this article, I was a little confused. I'm like, wait. Well, I guess a developer of one game can play another game. Okay. But then that same developer from one game was playing the video game of his competitor and got banned, but it's not for reasons that you think. So, the... Let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. Aha! The Battlefield Five developer, Florian Le Bihan, appears to have been banned in Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The Battlefield Five developer tweeted at both Treyarch and Treyarch PC yesterday, asking them to rescind what seems to be an unfair ban. And soon after this, he then tweeted with video of him playing Black Ops 4 with basically saying, Hey guys, I really like your game. Here's a token of my appreciation. Can you please unban me? 
And it doesn't really show why he was banned, but the article written at VGR.com seems to speculate that it might have been because of how well he was doing. It seems as if the game is assuming that high-performing players are somehow cheating, and the game is analyzing their performance, stats, accuracy, and some other factors as new players rapidly establish uh, kill-death ratios, which basically is how many characters are you killing versus how many times are you being killed by characters. So it's believed that perhaps this developer, who was a former pro video game player, was doing so well that the video game believed, oh, you can only be doing that well if you're cheating. Man, when being an overachiever gets you into hot water because other people are too lazy to play it right. I mean, and on one hand, it really kind of, it's like, what what sort, what sort of lesson does that teach you? It's like, play your best, but not your best best. Give me like 85% of your best or else you got to go. Uh, it's one of those things I think they can fix. I mean, I hope so. I think, I think, I forgot, was it Battlefield where I think it was White Man or something like that? Like, there was just certain words that were banned. I believe we covered that. Where, we did. Yeah, where their word filter was so strong that you couldn't say like, you couldn't say white man. Because you couldn't like, say man. You couldn't say white. You couldn't say white man. I, and I'm just kind of like, but, but, but. A lot, of, a lot of the characters that I'm shooting and the character that I am shooting as is. Most likely white. Mo- most likely. And like, a man. High possibility. Like big chance. Just saying. Also, that's, I, I don't get it. But you know, this is the internet. We... It, it it is the internet. Things go, things go up and things go down. And they make no dang on sense. And it finally seems, and I know some people will be extremely joyous in this announcement. Um, but it seems as if Fortnite streaming is on the decline. Let me make sure that that's clear. Fortnite streaming. It's not as if the game itself is becoming unpopular. It's just that. People aren't streaming it as much. As far as Fortnite hours that were watched on Twitch, between what was the beginning of the year, we had about 46 million hours of Fortnite that people were watching on Twitch. It peaked July of this year at 151.9 million. And as of September, it is estimated to be at around 105.8 million. And, you know, it's September, school's dead start, so. And the and here's the other thing, and I actually spoke with, um, <clears throat> I actually spoke with Special Beam Charlie over at Raid Gaming Lounge about this. And the way he explained it to me is, you're not so much gaining new audience as you're just taking audience members from another thing. So in this case, we had Black Ops 4, which I'm going to say, quote unquote, recently come out, and then you have... Uh, Spider-Man, which is a little older than that, but and then you also have uh, Fallout 76. So you have all these other video games. You're not so much gaining new audience as those people who were watching Fortnite are now doing something else. So it was going to eventually happen where Fortnite was not going to be the one thing that people were always going to be doing. And I think that I, I think that this is good because 
as as someone who covers video game topics like this, and I really do try to find, uh, sometimes trying to find things that not everyone is going to cover and not everyone is going to talk about, I was getting sick and tired of talking about Fortnite. I really was. I'm not going to lie to you. There's only so many times I could talk about like, oh, what did Ninja do this time? Or, oh, what did this Fortnite person did? Or, oh, Balance look, is restored. Oh, look, swat on God. But yes, balance is being restored, it seems. It it does. I'm, I'm, I'm and I mean, I feel like that's just the song or dance when it comes to games and stuff. Like things are going to be popular as heck, and then they're going to die down, and then you're going to keep your hardcore fans. So people, are, it's not like they're going to be losing too much. Too much. Yeah. I mean, imagine what's going to happen come December seventh when Smash Ultimate comes out. Oh Jesus, please like, save me. I, like to be honest, I'll be surprised if anyone's still playing. Well, let me rephrase that. I will be surprised if the number that we have in September does not decrease further when we get the full numbers for this month. Like that will honestly surprise me because I know a lot of people, believe it or not, I actually do know quite a few people. I have friends. friends. Yes, I have friends. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I know a lot of them are really going to be into Smash Ultimate. I am am almost 100% certain about that. We also know that Fortnite was going to be doing the save the world part as free to play as well but it turns out that they're pushing that back until 2019 because they got to milk the actual battle royale portion before they make the thing that was actually going to be a purchase i'm pretty sure they need to probably iron out that free to play model first which is fair because i had first saw fortnite from a youtuber called uh, muscle k muselic whatever his name is memes and he was playing Save the World with someone, and it was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And unfortunately, his channel has just turned into nothing but Fortnite, so had to move on. But people who are moving on to better things, well, can you say Drake is moving on to better things, or he's just doing something different? He's Canadian. He has rap beefs. Wait, he still has... I am so out of the loop. Rap beef. Who is he have? I mean, I don't know who he's been beefing with recently, but this this has been... 2018 has not been his year as far as rap beats go, though. Man, he just needs to cut that out. Really? You can't tell a rapper that. But can you call Drake a rapper? Well, I know we can call him. We can call him the co-owner of 100 Thieves, which is Nade Shots, a retired Call of Duty pro player, their esports brand. Now... I'm not going to say that Drake was never popular, but Drake entered the gaming limelight with the... Can you say that it was with the assistance of Ninja? Because Ninja was already very popular in, in his own circle, and then Drake was already popular in his own circle. And then When they, our powers combine! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, we, we form uh, they add, a popular it, bubble for a while. So, like, here's here's Drake, right? Here's a big popular dude from canada here's ninja here's this big popular kid from wherever the hell he's from wherever it is is he's from degrassi ninja oh i thought you were talking about drake shut up (laughs) (laughs) and then they're playing fortnite which at the time was huge everybody everybody was playing it you couldn't go on youtube without watching some video of like top 10 epic fortnite fails of the week volume way too many oh god so, yeah, they kind of combined and became this super force for a little bit. All right. I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. And I love the fact that 
a celebrity like Drake seems to be taking this investment seriously. Like just imagine, just, just imagine the popularity. Imagine if we can have what would be considered the Kim Kardashian of esports. And I mean, seriously, think about that. I mean, his beard looks fake enough, so I can see that. Okay, who, why, 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 why are you doing this? Why, I like why picking you, on Drake. He's cute. Why are you, I don't, I don't know why you need to do this. You don't need to be this person. I mean, I don't. Now, according to, now, according to Nate Shot, 100 Thieves bills itself as a lifestyle apparel and esports organization and apparel's going to be drake's apartment i promise you oh, that oh of course I, I i because drake doesn't play drake doesn't play video games but, but drake has enough money that he can get a team of people to make some merchandise and they can make some bank i i i do not doubt this at all i say great keep on moving forward this sounds this sounds awesome. I hope to cover more things like this. I hope we get more esports brands. I hope that I can go inside of a Target or a Walmart if I'm, you know, feeling a little strapped for cash. And then I could get myself, you know, 100 Thieves, you know, hat or something. Because apparently I, I, I can't wear fedoras anymore. No, you're not allowed to wear a fedora. Your, your hair is too big. All right, button mashers. Um... Now what we have to do is just, we're going to pause for a bit. I'm going to take a deep breath. And exhale. And now we're going to get really, really sad. So there was a very, ex- there was an excellent article written by, written by Jason Schreier on Kotaku. And it was about Rockstar's culture of crunch. For those of you unfamiliar, crunch is typically it is the time near the end of a project when you are rushing to try to complete things. You're in crunch time. Um, those are in theater typically call it uh, tech week or hell week where, you know, you got everything needs to get done. You know what I call it? What's that? Midterms or finals. Or that. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, where you're just rushing to try to get everything done and Unfortunately, it doesn't seem as if that was. It doesn't seem as if that was followed very well at Rockstar because a crunch time in some departments seems to be all the time. I believe, if you remember, was it just last week we covered Rockstar gloating about the fact that we have some people who work 100 hour weeks. Mind you, they are senior members. Also, they acknowledged that that was a bit of exaggeration, and it's probably somewhere more along the lines of 60 to 80 hours a week. Because no one should be working 100 hours a week. We, 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 don't, we don't value anything like that. We want to make sure that we give you a high-quality product. And while Ms. Duval and I read this article, I have to say it was telling, well, me personally, and I'll let Ms. Duval speak for herself, but me personally, um, it was telling how the emphasis on work time as in time spent that they had a warm body in a seat it seems as if there was more emphasis on that versus what you do like if jane can do a task in 30 minutes but it takes john an hour to do that same task do you then ask jane to work 30 minutes slower 
Or do you ask John to work 30 minutes faster? According to Rockstar's crunch time, what you do is John does his thing for an hour. Jane does her thing in 30 minutes. And then you end up having her do something else. Like, oh, you're done with your task? Go uh, go, go play this video game for eight hours. Haiki reminds me of when I would finish the test before other people in school. And the teacher would be like, all right, well, now I want you to read this book and write a short essay about it. Like, I just finished the test. Let me doodle. Now... Jason spoke, uh, Jason ended up speaking with Jennifer Colby, who oversees all of Rockstar Studios as their, uh, as their head of publishing. And one thing that seemed to be very strong within, I'm going to say the defense of Rockstar is that none of the things that they were asking their employees to do as far as overtime were mandatory. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in real quick because that, that concern well that too it concerned me because i could give her the benefit of doubt and say that they higher ups didn't know what managers were doing because she will be she did say like in the linking uh depart uh department uh, hq Mm -hmm. yes yes uh rockstar lincoln yes where most of the uh the quality assurance, the QA testing, you know, basically the people who play the video game to go find the bugs, that's Rockstar Lincoln. Like that, it seems like a lot of uh, the grievances were coming from that location in particular. And people came forward with emails and things like that about how managers would use the words mandatory and things like that, or strongly suggest. And she seemed genuinely shocked by that but it concerns me that you're so used to overworking yourself you don't stop to think about how your employees are being treated uh, I, I while we're heading that there's and there is so many things in this article to unpack but i just have to say i have to just i just want to get this paragraph out the tale of red dead redemption 2's development is complicated and sometimes contradictory For some people at Rockstar, it was a satisfying project, an ambitious game that took reasonable hours and far less crunch than the company's previous games. Many current employees say that they're happy to work at Rockstar and love being able to make some of the best games in the world. Others described Red Dead 2 as a difficult experience, one that cost them friendships, family time, and mental health. Nobody interviewed said that they worked 100-hour weeks. That would equate to 17 14-hour days. Seven. Sorry, thank you. (laughs) Seven 14-hour days. But many said that their average weekly hours came close to 55 or 60, which would make for six 10-hour days. Most current and former Rockstar employees said that they had been asked or felt compelled to work nights and weekends. Some were on hourly contracts and got paid overtime but many were salaried and did not receive any compensation for their extra hours. Those that are still at the company hope that their 2018 bonuses expected to be significant if Red Dead 2 does well will help make up for that. This paragraph goes into a point that is made near the end of the article where the author talks about things that can be done or things that are typically done when 
the public is told about a company's business practices and how it's not right, it's not fair. So what typically would happen, and Ms. Duvall, correct me, there would be hashtag boycott rockstar. Yep, there would be someone would make a hashtag, there would be, see someone, there would be a boycott, nobody would be buying Red Dead 2 at all. Now, unfortunately, that would not get anyone what they want because in order for the workers who put in 55 or 60 hours a week, the only way they actually get anything, more specifically the salaried employees, would be the bonuses that aren't yearly, by the way. Mind you, the article states that some of the bonuses that these developers received were in five digits, which is great, but that's after the game is finished and only if the game does well, and I mean well above what the company had expected. So if it meets their expectations, don't expect a bonus because you did what you were supposed to do. You met their expectations. It's only when you exceed their expectations that you really get that bonus. And if we're boycotting them, then they don't really, they don't get anything. So, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm still jumping around with this, but when the article was first presented to me by another listener, I, it hurt. It, it really hurt me that I was enjoying something that someone, and, and who knows who, but someone went, I'm, I'm no blood, but sweat and tears and mental issues into? Like, I, I don't want to... It made Mr. Gamer sad. It did. Like, I want to, conti- I, I want to continue to love games, but... There is no, there is no video game that will ever be created that is worth the developer losing their mental health, losing their like relationships. I mean, mind you, I love Smash. I love Persona. But if I knew that the developers were trying to make sure that Persona 6 was pushed out by the end of this year... And they were working anywhere close to the hours that we're being said that these employees at Rockstar were doing. And if I could, I I would ask not to. Like, I, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't support something like that. But then at the same time, I still want the game. So I think, and I told Mr. Gamer this when he first told me this article and I read it. Um... The things that stuck out to me is just how much um, some of the people for crunch time, essentially, were like, oh, we're just workaholics. Yeah, some people that we see aren't working as hard are going to get shamed sometimes, but we're workaholics. Like, you know, it's just what we do. It's that passion. And I really hate the fact that if this game does so well, as in, like, you know, on his own merits. Fuck the boycotting and all that stuff. This on his own merits. They feel validated in that then. And that upsets me. Because nobody, you're not, I understand a month, doing a month or two worth of crunch time because you got to get ready, get it out, get it right then and there. Yeah. But some of these people have been ex- excluded. The QAs, 
who apparently are the bottom of the barrel, which blows my mind yeah. and explains why some games come out looking like crap. Um, they get the worst end of it. They, apparently, they were in crunch time for a year before this game coming out. And most of them are just contractors, and that means they're getting switched out. They, If they call off sick one day, they can easily be replaced. They're being pushed around, and it's like, then you're not going to want to call off sick. This just reminds me of working in retail, quite honestly. Working in the gaming industry, which sounds like something a nerd would love to do, sounds like working in retail. And here's the thing. Because you're a body that can be replaced. And And here's the thing, too. I've also I've I've spoken about this with a few people and one of the things that was mentioned is that well they just have a choice. They don't have to stay in this industry. If they don't like the job, they can just go. A lot of y'all don't understand being uh that scare of losing that financial stability. Like at the end of the day, your pockets you still have bills to pay, you still have rent to do. Rent is due, mortgage that have to be paid. And I think the article also pointed out is this culture of fear of being let go because then you're like, wasn't there a company that just shut down recently? Yeah. Telltale games. Yeah. Like all those people are out of jobs and like, they probably busted their ass to keep those jobs. And and here's the other thing too. Like, I don't, I don't think people understand that. Like no matter how much of a family your job may look, because that was mentioned in this too. They still hold power over you and all that. They hold your paycheck. And if they hold your paycheck, you're going to do everything you can to get that paycheck. And unfortunately, if they want you to spend 100 hours in the goddamn office, I guess that's what you're going to have to do. That's what Rockstar seems like they're doing to these folks, even though they claim that's not what they're doing. Like, let's be real. The higher ups don't seem to really think what they're actually doing another thing uh, another important point that was brought up in the article was the idea that what would happen if someone was someone left and the way that it was presented was that you weren't with us at the finish line so your name isn't in the credits which for these developers is really the only way that they get any sort of validation that they have done something because it's not as if you can just be just to say that you did such and such because of all the non-disclosure agreements you can't necessarily take the code with you or anything like that so how would you prove that you did what you said that you were going to do yeah what did they what did they say is a trial rockstar is kind of like a trial by fire because if you work on something successful at rockstar your doors are pretty much open up to anywhere else in the industry what makes sense let's face it well, gta yeah. 5 <laughs> yeah like, it's gta making, 5 alone it's making the millions of course i understand that but with that being said if you leave when it's not done let's just say you were there for 98 percent, but you weren't there for the final two you're gone you're not in the credits it's like you weren't a part of it at all but they are like changing that to put you at least on their website you're not in the in-game credits but you'll be on the website and moving forward that's what they decided to do which i think is a step up i like that and has and, and i don't know how many people actually look at the end credits but have you noticed that when they're giving special thanks to um certain people they also mention babies that were born during the production of this game like these games aren't 
a year. Like these games take years. And that is a significant toll on people. Now, and I also need to say this. I, Mr. Gamer, and I believe Ms. Duvall as well, we're not trying to shame anyone. I mean, if you want to do 80-hour work, we do you. Just don't expect your cubicle mate to do the same as you. Well, also, don't, it e- simple. don't expect, do not expect that you are going to be a good and better person afterwards because you will not. There is absolutely no scientific evidence to show that being a workaholic is good for you. As a matter of fact, it is significantly detrimental to your health. And because that's how people end up becoming alcoholics. Um, actually, there is actually a Japanese term for being worked to death. Yeah. Karoshi. Because Japanese Karoshi. culture, Japanese culture is crunch time all the time. I will say that they definitely put a higher emphasis on work quality work quality i will say and sometimes that does take a long time versus what we're seeing here with rockstar where they do want to give you a quality product but the emphasis is definitely on bodies and seats like managers going like like your supervisors or whatnot just walking around just to see if you're there someone calling you in asking you why you left at five o'clock because my schedule says I'm done at 5 o'clock. But we bought you dinner at 7.30 and the rest of your team is here. Why aren't you here? Because I wanted to have dinner with my wife. Well, that's <laughs> nice. So we have... Well, that That's nice, but we have a video game that needs to get done. So, uh, you know, Skype her, Google Duo her, whatever it is that you do and get your butt back in the seat and, you know, make sure that you there get these horse, te- horse of- testicles shrinking. Oh, God. I like I think at some point people were getting laundry surfaces. I, yes. Not for Red Dead not for Red Dead 2. It was for the one it was yeah. for the first one. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Like you were getting laundry service because the idea was that you were going to be here so long you were not getting laundry done. Uh, that's and, and and like and hey, we bought you dinner, which is nice, but I I wanna go home. I I I wanna go home. But and 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 mind you, there are we we do not have enough time to cover every single thing with this. But what I did want to do um, is ask Mister Vaughn a question because I feel like since she is more uh, capable of answering it, yes. if it's not boycotting, then what is it that we, as consumers on the outside, aside like we can't make a union because obviously that would be what we. That, that's the, the obvious answer, like unionize them. But what can we as consumers do? Um, out, you can't, if you don't want to boycott them, because all of them, the people who said bad and good things about this said, please do not boycott because we kind of want our bonuses, which, you know, makes sense. So the thing I said, I say is to still make noise like if this is something that actually upsets you and isn't just one of those trend of the weeks type of things, which, you know, happens, make noise. Bug Rockstar. Check on, if you have friends that work there, check on them. Like, you know, I think, what was the other thing I had said earlier? Make noise, tweet at them, Facebook them, write letters to them, demand that they make things better. And you know what? I say don't even stop at Rockstar. If you hear or find out that other gaming companies are doing this, demand that they do better. Because, like, 
I'm still stuck on what they do to the QAs. That's like, that's like detrimental to a game. I mean, the idea that they are treated like crap, like you are. Like these are the people who are supposed to cast bugs and stuff and you're switching them out like pigs. Like, yeah, like they're, they're all temporary employees working as hard as they absolutely can so that they have a possibility of becoming permanent. And I do remember that temp life. You believe what they tell you. Like, oh, yeah, this is a contract to hire position. If you work really hard, you know, they'll definitely keep you on, that sort of thing. That just gets drilled inside your head. So when you when you have nothing and you and, and I am and just I, over you want it like this overworking, expecting people who aren't even permanent employees to do the thing that is very important and to treat them like crap is not okay. And you know what? I think Jim Sterling also did a video about this because he is in the industry a lot. Oh yeah. So because that, Oh my God, that blew my mind. That upset me. It hurt. It, 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 it just like, that was the only way that I could, that was the easiest way that I could convey how I felt about it. And quite honestly, it explains why some games come out like crap. And also exclaim, it also explains why some games take so long. Like, too. if Red Dead 2 comes out and it has bugs and stuff in it still, maybe not a lot, but it's like, you know, still has them, like, it won't be surprising. Like, one of the things, one of, one of the important changes that needed to be made to Red Dead Redemption 2 was the cinematics. Basically, they wanted, and by they, I mean the, the heads of the departments, they wanted the cutscenes to look more cinematic. So what they wanted to do was just add black bars at the top and at the bottom. But it's so much more than what you are probably thinking, which is just, oh, I'm just going to add some back bars. I'm going to reduce the, I'm just going to reduce the aspect ratio of the, uh, of the video or whatever. And then just add my bars. Oh no. Audio needs to be reworked. That whole scene needs to be redone just to add black bars at the bot at the top and bottom months of work maybe a year but let's just say at the bare minimum three months of work that you put into that is now gone and then on top of that some departments don't even start working until others are done for example the visual department they don't and until they're done what they're doing the audio department they're like well okay we're just kind of you know you can't get your vas in there or anything not a thing so I mean, it, there are so many interesting parts, and I actually appreciate the games that I'm playing right now. Like, right now, I'm playing Tokyo Rima, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Which is a great game, by the way. Yes, I do wish it had some sort of, like, English subtitles or dubbing or something, though I know what they're saying. But it's still an amazing game. I have no idea what went into this game, but I know it's amazing. And But now I'm starting to really understand just how many people and what it really takes to get a game out there. Especially, like, think about God of War. Like oh oh boy, I pound I, it. That was awesome. But just <laughs> thinking about what had what had to go, what had to happen, and what might have happened to those developers because they're just not being talked about right now. It's I'm not going to assume that something terrible happened, but we're just not talking about them right now. But it could be, and it's just like really thinking about, I guess in so many words, how the sausage is being made. Do you still do, do you still enjoy it? Like now that you kind of know. What's in it and what it takes to make it? Do you still like it? Would you still? And it, I, I gotta say, 
yeah. I but mean, you still eat the sausage, Mr. Gamer. I mean, I guess I would just have to close my eyes, but yeah. I mean, that sounded so bad. I it need did. You to redo that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I would. Oh, my goodness. Just realized that. Oh, dear. That was bad. That was so bad. Oh. Okay. You know what? I think it's getting about that time. You know what? I think you're right. So, with that being said, oh, dear. This is Mr. Gamer. And this is Kitty Duvall. Signing off.